Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tannen. One or two. The Eagles went to Arrowhead and won. Let's start there. How? Uh, the whole game, that was the question. How are they winning? They played Correct. horrifically offensively. Uh, the joke of the night started with me and Chris talking on the phone with each other. And yeah. we were complaining about the amount of screen passes. And then you go online and see that we're not the only ones. And it, that was wild. It's nice to be validated. I know. Uh, but th- there there was a lot in that game. The defense kept us in it. Don't get me wrong. They were letting up way too many chunk plays in the first half. Uh, but the second half, they really locked it up. Uh, they did a phenomenal job limiting mm-hmm. – you know, and I know that the Chiefs don't have the wide receiver core that they have in the past, but when you have Patrick Mahomes at the gun, I mean, there's just endless possibilities. So really limiting what they had and how they can get it done, sealed the deal. And look, a win's a win at that point. You go into literally hostile territory. When we talk about loudness comparable to the link, that's it. Yeah, yeah, Arrowhead's right up there with uh, you know the some of the loudest stadiums there is, uh, right up there with the link. So, and you said this last night, teams don't just go in there and win. And that kind of, you know, if anyone had any questions if the Eagles were a lead or not, I think that answered your question. Now, were they perfect? Absolutely not. It was a weird game, and I think. You know, the Eagles escaped with a win. I think the Chiefs, honestly, I think the Chiefs played better than the Eagles did. They did. Well, they did to a certain extent. I mean, I yeah. think the Chiefs, the Chiefs' second half <clears throat> was pretty poor. There was a lot of three and outs. And yeah. don't get me wrong, if Marquez Valdez-Scantlin caught that ball, I, I, you don't know what would have happened. There was still time on the clock. The Eagles had their timeouts. Yeah. So... It would have been, in my opinion, the Eagles would have lost or it would have gone to overtime. Yeah. And at that point, it's a coin flip as to what happens. Yeah. I mean, I think there was about a little under two minutes left <clears throat> when that play happened. So he probably it gives the Eagles probably like a minute 40-ish seconds to go down and get a field goal to, to potentially tie it or score the game when he touched down. So anything could have happened. Uh, but that's that's definitely the biggest play of the game on either side. Um, cause that, you know, that sides the game basically. So there was also, you know, just <clears throat> the chiefs were kind of sloppy on offense, especially in the second half, you know, there was some drops, Travis Kelsey fumbles, which is, you don't see a lot. Patrick Mahomes missed, missed a, a throw or two. Um, well, we'll, and, we'll get into everything. Let's not yeah. get it all gone now, but that was one hell of a game. And there is a meme that describes it, and we're not going to talk about it, but it's the one where it's, oh, boy, I'm excited to watch my favorite team play a game. Bleep. Oh, boy, I'm glad we won. And under the, the Eagles Twitter admin posted it out with, a, with oh, this is stressful, and someone right underneath was like, post a real thing, admin. <laughs> yeah. We all, we all knew what we're talking about here. Come on. Yeah, we've all seen it. <laughs> And, that, and that's true. It's accurate. It's it's accurate to how we feel. You know, we, we're excited. I was kind of going into the game, kind of expecting to lose, honestly. Um, 
I, I was unbearable for the first. Yeah, yeah, the first the first half was bad. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, and the first you know first couple minutes of the second half even was was pretty bad as well. So, you know, the offense didn't really get going. Other than that one touchdown drive, the offense didn't really do anything in the first half. Uh, and it took them a little while, even the second half, to get things going. So, you know, we'll talk about what went wrong and what you know what little went right uh, for them to pull this one out. All right, and we move on. We got a little bit of Sixers talk. I mean, they're playing. They're playing. They're playing. Yeah, they kind of come back to down to earth a little bit. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, when I when I still look at it though, I, I still see Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey as being extremely effective when they're out there together. Yeah. So uh, I don't. Again, uh, I also think that. You know, this goes back to people who were upset with what we got back with the trade. We got so much depth at this point that it is going to be effective down the line. Yeah. I think is we don't have to tire out seven players, you know. Right. Um, I, I feel more confident if Embiid has to come off with a lead that it's one. It, it, he has to get back out there. Obviously, he's the best player on the team. But we've seen in the past how that works. And having players just there that are, you know, reliable kind of helps. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nice, to have, <clears throat> nice to have guys that actually can play. <laughs> and again, you know, I know this might not be for the intro, but when did Nick Batum become Nico Batum? Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I didn't hear that until he came to the Sixers. Maybe they started calling him that beginning of this year. I I don't know, but I didn't hear that. I either called him Nick Batum or Nicholas Batum, but I never heard Nico Batum. But hey, I'm I'm not mad about it. No, I, I you know I just wanted to know where it came from. That's yeah, I'm not sure. So, uh, the Flyers, the Flyers are somehow, dude. I yeah, listen. <laughs> what is happening? Okay, I, I don't get it. I think I texted you this. It's be happy for them. But don't get too excited just yet. Yeah, it's listen. The season is young. But they is, they look good. <laughs> like I, uh, it's it's weird to say. I think it does. It, it comes down to coaching and buying in. I yeah, I think I think guys are buying in. But you're right. Well, change from the top also helps. Yeah. And look. I, I'm pleasantly surprised. I agree. Completely agree. And that's okay. But with that, I got nothing left. What you say, Chip? Hey, let's get the Rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Philly sports experience. Get in the huddle and talk some birds, baby. Go birds. 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 All right, let's be let's be a hundred percent honest here. I was panicking ninety percent of that game. Eagles played like crap. Let's be real. Ninety five percent, ninety eight percent, most likely. Yeah, he was um he was very animated. Let's just say. 
more deflated. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's true. But when uh, things were good, I wasn't. Yeah. Which was kind of not a lot of the time. Not until they started kneeling it down. Basically, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what the game plan was. I don't know what that was in the first half. Um, honestly, they kind of were trading blows, like, First possession, three and out. Eagles second was first possession, one three and out. Chiefs get down the field, score. Eagles get it right down the field and score. Uh, I think there was a three and out, and then Eagles turned it over. Then the Chiefs turned it over. Then the Eagles were three and out. Uh, it was weird. It was a weird game. Uh, I think both teams didn't play well. Uh, and, you know, the Eagles just did enough to to get the win at the end. But I think both teams just didn't play well. And maybe it was the weather, but it kind of the rain kind of let up at the end there. So I don't really know. Maybe the field was just wet. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just weird. Um, I will say the Chiefs defense played really well in the first half going into the third half as well. Eagles defense played really well going into the second half. Um, they couldn't stop the run in the first half. They kind of cleaned that up. Um, they weren't really getting pressure on Patrick Mahomes, kind of giving him time. And I got to say the offensive line in the past game did not play well. Uh, and that's kind of the first time this year that we've said that. Um, her, now, in the in the second half, they played well. In the first half, they gave up five sacks. Um, but they didn't let up one at the end, so they only let up five. So I guess they, cl- they kind of cleaned up as well. But, yeah, just a sloppy game. and. You know, two, in my opinion, still the two best teams, but they just, they both didn't have their best game. Yeah, there's nothing really wrong with that either. The <clears throat> weather conditions weren't ideal. Yeah, it was cold, it was wet, you know, it was raining to begin the game, it kind of stopped, but then, you know, the it's field like, was uh, wet. Um, yeah, it was just a, it was a crappy day, cold, and that could have played a factor as well. Um, so, yeah. I like it got to a point to the refs started to get a little too involved. Yes. And then they stopped. But let, let's get to that. They are a part of the game. You can't really I, do anything about it. I said it last week that the refs would be a factor in this game. And I was right to an extent. I I don't like it when the refs decide the game. They didn't decide the game. It, it started to look like it was going to go that direction. It was yes, then, it was turning that way for sure. But um, and, and there was there was penalties on both sides. You know, there was some missed holds that you could clearly see. That's there was I, I would, some. I would say Hassan Reddick and Jalen Carter were nearly held. On almost every possession. Yeah, and you know, I, I I never want to say you know they get held every play because guys get held every play anyway, and you can't really you can't just call a hold every single play because that would just yeah ruin, I, it I would ruin the game. Um, but yeah, there was some there were some clear holds they missed. There was some calls that shouldn't have been made. I think the roughing the passer was 
on Fletcher Cox was questionable. I'm not going to say it wasn't, it was clearly wasn't past uh, roughing the passer. You know, it could have gone either way. I think he went, I think Fletcher Cox did go a little high. I think if he goes down a little bit, they don't call it. Um, you know, there was uh, maybe, you know, one call on Darius Slay. Um, you know, the first pass interference was clearly pass interference. Um, there was the, another um, call. The illegal the, contact on Michael Hardman. Yes. Yes. That was not, that was, that was a weak call. The, the call where it was at the end of the half and the Chiefs got a completion and they had to spike it. Jalen Carter and Fletcher Cox have to get into position. What do you want them to do? They're trying to get in position and the offensive line is blocking them from doing that. So Jalen Carter goes into the lineman to get past him to go to his position and they call him for a foul. He's trying to get back to the line so he's not off sides. But they call him because he moved an offensive lineman. Where, where do you want him to go? He plays defensive tackle. I've never saw that. I've never seen that call before. Yeah, I've never I guess seen it that. makes sense, but it was stupid. Also, this one went for the Eagles. I don't know why I'm complaining about this, but I'm I'm not complaining. But it was just a weird call. There was a call where Brandon Graham went off sides, but got back to the line, <laughs> and then they called false start on the Chiefs because the right tackle moved. That was dumb. That was a weird call. I've never seen that either. Again, I'm not complaining, but Fletcher Cox goes off sides, comes back, which you can do. And the offensive lineman moved because he wants the refs to call him because he moved. And they don't. And they call him for a false start. So, I don't know. It was weird. Uh, again, I'm not complaining. I guess it's right. But like, they were technically, really? I, guess, I guess they were technically right. Because uh, Brandon Graham, I guess, did get back in time, which, you again, you can do. You can go outside to come back, and they don't call it because they didn't snap the ball yet. So they were right that in that scenario. I've just never seen it. Just a weird call, in my opinion. But anyway, um, thankfully, towards the end of the game, there wasn't any kind of huge play call that, that decided the game, which was big. Um, yeah. Now, I did say there were a factor. I was kind of right to an extent, but not as much as I thought, which was good. Just, again, some questionable calls. So moving on from the great referee debate of 2023. Um, it'll never end, by the way. It'll never end, yeah. It's actually been going on forever <clears throat> uh, since since the inception of football. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Carter yeah. slid underneath the center <laughs> to try to intercept Patrick Mahomes' spike. Honestly, dude. It hit kinda his hands. Kind of smart. <laughs> Honestly, no, I'm dead serious. If he made that catch, that might oh. be the best interception of all time. Oh, yeah. That's legal, by the way. It is. I didn't know that. I never seen I that. I did not know that was legal. But... I thought he was going to be called for something when I saw him do that. <laughs> I didn't know what he was doing. I thought he was just trying to get low, and then I saw I... the replay. It was like he was actually trying to intercept that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't know. When it happened, I didn't, I didn't even say it because I was just like, like I, I didn't even see it and then i saw <clears throat> the eagles posted something or like oh well, yeah what are you doing and then i'm like oh he did do that uh and apparently he saw a high school guy do it and it worked and i don't know i mean apparently it's legal so might as well try it seriously uh, if, that he made that catch. if he made that catch oh they're wild almost did almost, almost did. did almost did yeah 
<clears throat> that was wild. That's just that's that's next level. Big break. But, so let's the offense had some woes. Let, let's start there. And I, I want to bring you back to the Travis Kelsey fumble. Yeah. What were those play calls? What were they? Yeah. Uh, and that's where we that were both of us were just like, what what's happening? That was really the, the culmination. They and that was the part where I think you went on Twitter or X, whatever it's called now. And everyone was saying it. So I'm like, oh, that's nice. You know, we're not the only ones that are saying it. There was three straight, well, three out of four plays in a row where it was a wide receiver screen. There was, After the Travis Kelsey fumble, there was two in a row. Both did not work. The first one, it was almost picked off because no one blocked the defender and it went off Devontae Smith and almost got picked. The second one, Julio Jones caught it for like maybe a yard or two game. Then they call a quarterback draw on third and long. And they go three now. Then on the next possession, they open up again with a screen. It doesn't work. Stop doing it. Yep. I Listen, I understand if you want to mix in a wide receiver screen, maybe once or twice a game, fine. But on three out of four straight calls, are you high? <laughs> it doesn't. The first one was, was performed so badly that in your head, you're like, let's do it again on the other side. What are you talking about? And if not, try it again. Let's do it a third time. And then on the next possession, the Eagles go down and score and take the lead. And guess what they didn't call on that possession? Uh, I'll give you a minute. Uh, is it a screen pass? Correct. Huh. I, I, I was so perplexed on the play. Like, I I don't think I've ever been more mad about the play calling. And there's been some bad moments this year. So I do want to ask, did you see that the 40-yard reception to Devontae Smith was actually an audible? I wonder what was... Oh, I wonder what was... Yeah, I wonder what was called. (laughs) Dude, I... You know what was called. It was a screen pass. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what what Brian Johnson's doing it, unless like there's some interference in the headset that he's just like, yo, that Jalen Hurts is just hearing wide receiver screen. I don't know what the deal is, but you got to figure it, figure it out. I mean, you're not, you're not going to make, listen, we, like I said earlier, we escaped that game. That's not going to work every week, especially with the schedule that we have with the Bills coming up and the 49ers and the Cowboys and the Seahawks, that's not going to work every game. So you better figure out what works and what doesn't. And if me, an idiot fan, can see what works and what doesn't, then you better figure it out because you're getting paid a lot more than I am. 
Uh, which is, you know, to be because I'm not getting paid anything. So, uh, but my point still stands. So whatever, whatever the game plan, I don't know if it's a part of the game plan or you're just spitting out these calls. You better figure something out, Brian. I'm talking to you, pal. So moving forward from the Brian Johnson debacle of 2023. <laughs> now, here's the thing, and I and I'm sorry to cut you off, but I want to mention this one thing. Jalen Hurts, especially in the first half, I think was staying in the pocket a little bit too long. And, you know, obviously you want him to continue to develop as a pocket passer, which he has. He's done a great job this year so far. I think he's really developed into a pocket passer. But when the pocket is collapsing like that, I would like to see Jalen Hurts more of what he did last year and kind of escaping the pocket and making a play with either his legs or continuing to look downfield while he runs and finding an open man. I don't. I, I think he did that maybe once or twice to begin the game, but he kind of got away from that as the game went on, especially in the first half. I think he was trying to hang in the pocket a little bit too long. I know what he's trying to do, so I'm not going to fault him there, but I think he needs to be like, hey, we were so successful last year because I was able to avoid pressure and get outside the pocket and make plays with my legs or continue to look downfield. So, I get again, I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to continue to develop his pocket passer he's done a great job of that so far but i think when the the like the chiefs yesterday last night were doing a good job against our offensive line of getting pressure i think he needs to do he needs to realize hey they're getting quick pressure i need to get outside the pocket a little bit more okay that was a lot but yeah my head is spinning chris <clears throat> yeah I, after that game last night i was just just confused. So obviously happy that we won, but very confused. So let's shift over to defensive discussion. Um, in the first half, it, it seemed like the Chiefs were getting whatever they wanted. Uh, a lot of chunk plays, a lot of third down conversions. Yeah. And what did you see that adjusted in the second half that really changed that up? Was it just drops or was it putting more pressure on – to get the pass out quicker and tighter windows that were causing errors. Yeah, I think I think in the first half the Eagles were they didn't they were, couldn't stop the run, which was kind of weird for the Eagles because they're one of the best run defensive teams in the league. Uh, they just couldn't stop the run, and I think once they came out in the second half, they were able to limit the run, which kind of made the Chiefs one dimensional a little bit. And I think I, I said this last week, that kind of was a big factor going into this game. You have to make them one dimensional. You have to make them be able to pass the ball, which obviously Patrick Mahomes can do. But again, with the limited wide receiver options, obviously you have Travis Kelsey, but not much after that. You could see that, you know, and there were some drops. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and deny that there were, and Patrick Mahomes missed a few passes here and there, you know, obviously the big one to, to Valdez scaling at the end of the game. But there was some. There was a drop by Kelsey. There was a drop by uh, Watson a few times. I think he dropped. I think he dropped a couple. And the Travis Kelsey fumble was big too. Now I know the Eagles didn't do anything, but it kind of shifted the momentum a little bit and kind of gave the Eagles life. So, um, I think the the Eagles' biggest thing last night was coming out in the second half and stopping the run and kind of making them one dimensional a little bit. Okay. 
And they stopped, you know, committing penalties. <laughs> that helps yeah. a lot. So, but yeah, I think, you know, that's why the Eagles are so tough because, you know, usually the Eagles make teams one dimensional and they're forced to throw the ball. And, you know, we were able to, to stop them and to stop them in the run game uh, in the second half and, and kind of force them to adjust. So the last thing I want to mention about the Eagles before we move on to Sixers, the next three games, uh, I saw this on Twitter. I don't remember who it was, but this is just me randomly scrolling. Oh, excuse me, X. God. I'm projected to lose. Projected to lose the next three games. Yeah. Which Now, do you remember the year in which that happened? I don't really understand that. Uh, you know, I guess... I mean, I don't know. I, I the Bills really? We're at home. I, I could see the Niners. Like, like the Niners, sense. yeah. Cowboys because they're they're at home too. But I don't know about the Bills. I mean, you know, Bills came back and had a nice win this past week. But we're at home and we're coming off a win against the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't get me wrong. I think that the Bills are very talented. I think that they're still yeah. performed this season, but they're still very good. Yeah. I mean, by no means do I think a win against the Jets fixes all their problems. So, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. The Eagles lost to the Jets. I get it. it that you can't be a hypocrite. But yeah, right now the Jets yeah. aren't performing to the same level that they – I mean, even defensively. What did they let up, 36 to the Bills? Yeah. Yeah, I I don't – I don't know. It, it's weird. Also, that was a game where the Eagles stabbed themselves, shot themselves in the foot every single opportunity that they got. Four turnovers, yeah. So I don't want to relive that experience. I, I don't know. I, and again, the Eagles have the Niners at home. It's not like it's just the Eagles going up against the Niners in San Fran. Yeah. And even then, the Eagles just went to Kansas City and won. Yeah. It, it, that That's as hostile as it can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no I question. don't understand that one, but... You know, the same thing. That Bring back that underdog mentality. Bring back the dog masks. You want to do that? That's fine with me. I mean, listen, we're 9-1. We're and one. We, lead the, we have the best record in the NFL, and then we're still projected to lose. Yeah, well, that, that's just there. There's a lot of doubt, and there, there's a lot of haters. Let's be real. Say that again. So, look, go Birds. Go Birds. Take it week by week, step by step. We got this. Yeah, that's all I got. Go Birds. Let's break the huddle. Sixers. Sixers just lost to the Cavs, and I have really bad news. They have been eliminated from the in-season tournament. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. It's it's terrible. Just the the worst possible thing that could have ever happened. I have no idea what that tournament even is. I I feel like... (laughs) Feel some sarcasm coming here. Um, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it means. Like, what? What do you get if you win? I, I think it's just money. Oh, you get money. Yeah, I think it's just money. I mean, do they really care about that? I don't. Know, maybe bench players. Yeah. Younger guys, maybe I people guess. in bet mins. I, I don't know. 
I I think it's dumb in my opinion. Like I just don't get it. I don't see the upside of it. Like I know they're still you know they're still playing games and it's still the, technically the regular season, but I, I think the final four or whatever it is that they have to go to Vegas and the championship doesn't count to the regular season. It's just another game. So like, I, I mean, I guess you get a trophy too, I guess, but like, I don't know. Like, is that what, what is the equivalent of this trophy to the finals trophy? You, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. This would be sick if it were the play in teams in like a weekend event where they have to play like multiple games. That would be sick. Like I, I, I like the plan. Like I like, I like how they incorporated it. I, I like how, you know, there, there, there is multiple games. Like it's obviously the seven and 10 and eight and nine, right. If I'm not mistaken. And then whoever wins the, or no, it's the seven and eight and the nine and 10. And then whoever wins the nine and 10 plays the winner or the loser of the seven and eight. I, I don't know. I, I like how they incorporated that. I just don't see. I don't get this part of it. I don't get the in-season tournament. Like, is it attracting more people to watch? Because it's still, it it's still just a regular season game. I don't so, like, know. I, I don't. I care. have no clue, man. Also, but I don't I, get how the groups work. I the only thing I know is there's four teams in each group. And I guess whoever has the best record in that group wins or they go on to the turn. I have no idea. But apparently yeah. we're out. Your guess is as good as mine. So what did we go? Two and two in the play in? I have no idea. I guess that must be because I guess because I know Indiana, Cleveland, Detroit and us were in a group together. I think and we Indiana just two. Indiana just beat. Detroit by like they had 157 points. No, no, it was two and two because the Pistons and the Hawks. Oh, the Hawks won. Yeah, yeah. What team did I say? Oh, there's wait, there's five teams then. The Pacers were in it. The Hawks, the Pistons, the Sixers, and the Cavs. Okay, so five teams for each then. Right. Uh, yeah, I think. Because oh, yeah, because there, there's there's three groups and then each conference has three groups, so it's five ten. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Look, the, the Sixers are. You know, Wait, so how are they eliminated when? I don't get out. I don't know. They're ten and four. Well, let's not act like that's. That no, yeah, that's good. But they went two and two in the playing tournament and they're out. Look, they're they're playing. I don't get how it works. <laughs> Me either. They're playing so fine. Confused. I'm fine. Oh, look, a three-point loss to the Cavs isn't the end of the world. Uh, in overtime. In overtime. Um, they're playing well. They're Honestly, it's better for them because they don't have to go to Vegas now. Yeah, look, it, it's it's fine. I, I think they're, they've, they've been playing very well. I, I'm not going to sit here and just BS about it. I'm, I'm kind of shocked how well this team has played together. Uh, Joel Embiid is playing out of his mind again. I think he had another 30-point game tonight. Uh, the bench scoring, that's the problem again. Um, yeah, yeah that, that I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on there because it seemed like they were fine, and then all of a sudden, no. I will say he did stop playing Furcon, which is nice because I'm not 
I'm sorry, I'm just not the biggest Furkan guy anymore. Uh, but he's still playing Daniel House. I don't really get it. I know Daniel House did have one good game, but like, I don't know. Does that warrant more play time? I guess. I mean, you're at, you're without Kelly Oubre. I don't know why they're not playing Marcus Morris more. Yeah, I mean, he's only getting three minutes. I, and, you know, I, I saw recently that he was staying after doing sprint work, so it might be just conditioning. I mean, um, but he was healthy, like, before he came to Sixers, I think. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I think as the season progresses, we're going to see a little bit more changes to the rotation. And that, that's to be expected. It, it's basketball. That stuff happens all the time. I, I think losing Oubre is definitely forcing the team to adjust to a different style. I mean, not style, but just a different lineup yeah. out there. And look, you know, someone I do have to give credit to who was really struggling earlier on is DeAnthony Melton. He's been playing pretty well. Yeah, been, yeah, yes, he has been playing well. And, and you know, when Ubre does come back, I would like to see, you know, obviously the lot, the starting lineup of Maxi Melton, Harris, Ubre, and, and Embiid. I think I like that starting five. Um, but, you know, coming off the bench, I would like Beverly, Covington, Morris, Batum, and I don't know why Bomba's not playing more. Uh, I guess they, they like Reed as the backup five, but you could still also put Reed at the five and Bomba at the, or uh, Reed at the four and put Bomba at the five. But again, there's probably just not enough playing time, I guess, now. Unless, again, unless you move Morris out, but... I would like and to again, see him too. the season is young, and at points maybe Joel Embiid will have minute limitations. When I will Embiid say though, not playing, Bamba will get his opportunity. Uh, yes, you're right. And I will say though, I like the fact that he's giving guys opportunities. Yeah, James like, Springer got sticking, a lot of opportunities this week. And James Springer, yeah. yes, I forgot about him too. He's playing. He actually had a nice game. Actually, two games in a row, he had nice games. Um, so I'm liking the fact that he's getting opportunities as well. I and mean, he's giving guys like Furkan, which he's not playing now, which is fine. Uh, but he's giving guys like Daniel House an, an opportunity. So, And he's not keeping the same rotation. He's, he mixes it up every game, which is which is great because, you know, we saw last year that, you know, Doc would just play the same guys at the exact same times and it didn't work. So he's giving guys opportunities. He's mixing up the rotation. And I think that's great. Yeah, I, I, it it kind of just goes to show as well. And, I mean, you look at Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey tonight, they both had 30-point games. It, Tyrese Maxey has taken a complete another step this year. Yeah, he, he's taken – yeah, he, he really – I think every year he's taken a big step. I think this might be his biggest one for sure. And, Tobias uh, Harris at 23. Yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah, they just, they just need more – they need more out of their bench. That's all, that's all they need. And, uh, you know, that, that could definitely be, they just need to adjust and get more because that's been, that's been a key, you know, for the last week or two that they're, they're just not getting enough out of their bench. Chris, I do have a confession to make. Yeah. I have been so engrossed in school. I haven't been able to watch the Sixers or the Flyers very much. I, yeah, I haven't watched the Flyers that much. I I catch a game here and there. Um, you know, if I miss the Sixers, I like to watch the highlights at least. Um, but yeah, I've been catching the Sixers here and there. Uh, not so much the Flyers, but again, if they're if I you know if I see that they're on, I'll be like, oh, the Flyers are on, I'll, I'll flip them off. Um, but definitely more so the Sixers. But um, I also have homework, so yeah, it's been it's been yeah. rough lately. If I have any advice to anyone, 
Don't go back to just school. Don't go back to school. Yeah. It's worse. Is it bene- is it beneficial for your career? Yeah. Yeah. It, is it beneficial for your education? Yeah. Yeah. Does it look really good on a resume? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Are you going to be in mental anguish? Oh yeah. Yeah. Will you be uh, thousands of dollars in debt? Oh yeah. Uh, tens of thousands. Yeah. For you, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I'm not there yet, but I'll probably get there. Yeah, it's it's great. You yeah. know, I, I have nothing but great things to say, as mm-hmm. you can tell, obviously. Right, right. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and BS anyone about the Flyers this year because I haven't been watching. Yeah, and <sighs> I am pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I I just I don't want to get my hopes up. And well, I'm scared. My semester ends December 2nd, and I pledge that I will do my best to actually watch like I used to. Yeah. Listen, they've been playing well. I just, I don't know how to feel about it. I'm conflicted. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm happy. I'm I'm happy. Good for them. But, like, is it going to last? Probably not. But you can keep the hopes up, you know, and. I'll tell you what, man. <clears throat> Travis Konechny looks good. Like, he's back. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, yeah, like one of the best players in the league right now. Not Not even kidding. Which is crazy. Well, I will let you know when I actually have an evaluation to make based off of what I watch because I haven't been watching anything but highlights. Yeah, that's all I got, though. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and act like I have and give some <clears throat> fake evaluation that, you know, I just pulled out of my rear end. Yeah. Would you, rather us, would you rather us lie to you and say, hey, we watch every game and every minute of every second of the game? But we don't. Because no, we have we I have, have crap to do. And then I have school and then I have other personal matters that I have to take care of. Yeah. Oh, so. also if I have any advice for you, it's uh, don't get past the age of twenty five and expect that you're gonna have a lot of free time. Just know that that free time is only on maybe Friday night. Maybe. Uh also No, nah, it's too sad. I can't say that. Yeah. Uh, just just prepare for a lot of your free time to be gone once you have the family and all that. Yep. But also, right. and you're probably never going to see your friends again. No, you'll see them. Like once, once a quarter. Every, yeah. Once a quarter. Yeah. All right. And on that note, I think we've reached our destination for the day. Yeah, that really, I got really sad at the end. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jesus. If, you, if you're close to 25 or above, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Well, like we I are. am, so I, I don't feel I don't feel bad at all. Yeah. Just spitting spitting life facts at you. I mean, Ryan's um, basically fifty at this point, so. Yeah, no, I'm actually pushing seventy five. Yeah. Yeah, it's been nice. I, I actually, yeah, I was uh, walking in a park the other day. Mm. I'm lying. I don't walk in parks. Actually, I do when I go fishing. Mm. But that's about it. Yeah, he doesn't walk in parks. He gets rolled around in parks. Yeah. 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 His caretaker uh, rolls him around in the park. 
Yeah, uh, they they say I like to go bird watching, but I I don't I don't know what the birds are. I just see them. Anywho, all right, we've reached our destination for the day. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Go to phlsportsnation.com for all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. (laughs) Go to the podcast tab, go to the PHL Bandwagon. You can find us on Spotify there. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are available, we're most likely there. If not, shoot us an email at phlthebandwagon at gmail.com or DM us on X. Our DMs are open. We do appreciate mailbox questions, so feel free to shoot us any topic you want us to talk about, and we will do our best to incorporate it into the podcast. We share polls weekly on X at the PHL Bandwagon. You can follow us there. You can also follow me at PHL Ryan Michaels. You can follow Chip at PHL Chip Tiernan. We really do enjoy your engagement with the polls, so if you have any comments to make or you want us to talk about anything or anything that's been bothering you about the Eagles, Flyers, Sixers, go ahead, you know. Phillies even. Oh, they Philly's signed Aaron Nola. Phillies signed Aaron Aaron Nola. Yeah, they did. Yeah. We forgot oh, about that. Yeah. See, uh, we, we had to prepare this rather quickly just due to me being extremely busy, so our apologies there. Yeah, Phillies re-signed Aaron Nola. Go, Phils. That's dope. Uh, yeah, Damn, no, at, at, the, at the price, too, it was uh, – Yeah, what? apparently he was offered uh, more lucrative contracts, and he wanted to stay here, so that's awesome. Seven years, 172 mil? Yep. So, hey, I, early, in earlier podcasts, I said if that price tag is over $200 million, so yeah. Yeah, no, um, that's, that's what I said. I think that was the threshold, and uh, I don't think teams were actually – I don't think teams were willing to go over that. I think, you know, he, he got offered 180 mil or in that area, but, yeah, he wanted to come back here and took a bit of a discount to stay around, so that's awesome. I also think that it comes down to once you reach a certain amount of money – it doesn't yeah, matter. I mean, you know, yeah, it's it's still now it, it still, matters because there's money on the table, but like yeah, it does. It this way, is your family set forever? But is, like, would you rather like if you're getting paid 172 mil, you know, are you taking an extra eight million to move across the country, or do you just you know, you know yeah, because it was like it was teams like the Dodgers, the Padres, Atlanta, uh, I know the Braves, Atlanta offered him offered him too, but you know, I hate the Braves, so yeah. Oh, okay. Well, go to the wake shop. Get your TBW merchandise. <laughs> yeah, we're terrible podcasters, so we yeah, are really bad at our jobs. Things. Really bad at it. That's that's on me. Hand up. I did not write that in my. In no, my I write forgot. Up. I forgot and, too. It's, yeah. And uh, I'm look. I'm I'm usually the guy with the write up that kind of deflects different conversations when we start getting off track. And I sent us off track today just because of how. How also, the Eagles. Changed. Oh, the Eagles just happened, so it's like that's that's fresh in our minds. Also, the Sixers just lost, so that's also fresh in our minds. So yeah, that was uh, that was bad. Go to the Wake Shop, get your TBW merchandise, get your hoodies, hats, T-shirts. It is chilly as hell outside. That doesn't make any sense. It's freezing. It's freezing cold. Get your hoodie. It's really comfy. It's really warm. You'll love it. You'll love it. I wear mine to sleep. It's awesome. And I'm also, some of you, some of you may think that he reads off a piece of paper when doing the outro. He doesn't. He, remember, he does the exact same thing every single time, and he does. He sounds the same every time. Yep, every single time. It's a talent of mine. Once I do something, I kind of just have a vibe to go off of it. And uh, look, it, it's okay. Uh, mostly, the thing that gets me through these end segments and the outro is that. Chip sucks at fantasy football. Thank you guys for listening. Okay. We'll see you at the next time. You can't not listen. listen. That, that just can't. You can't just throw that. You can't just end on that. That's not. Okay. I'm not. 
that that's not that just can't that can't be how it ends. I mean that's Go for it. I don't I don't suck at fantasy, all right? I have the worst luck known to man. Go for it. He knows it. Everyone my whole my whole my whole you know loop of friends, everyone knows that I have the worst luck. I lost three guys in the same week to injuries. What do you and I only I only lost by what, like eight? What do you want me to do? Each one of those guys scores two points and they're out for the rest of the game. Like, yeah, here's two points. Oh, you're done for the game. I, and I start them. And uh, what do you want from me? Three of my top guys, both running backs get hurt and, and my flex gets hurt. What do you want me to do? All right. It's, I, I, whoever runs the show, God, or whoever you believe in, they they just don't me and them are not on the same wavelength here. We're just you know like I don't know what I don't know what I did to to deserve this. And I frankly I I I'm suing whoever whoever runs the show. All right, that's all I have. Oh. And you suck at fantasy, and uh, that's that's it. Go and I'm birds. I'm angry now. We'll see you the next time. Go birds. Go birds.